prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sounds and scrutiny of... After Shots Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. Here we go, and welcome to another episode of Aftershocks. And our special guest today is the vocalist from Canadian melodic death metal maestros Cataclysm, who are gearing up to release their 14th full-length studio release titled Unconquered. It's set for a September 24th release date through Nuclear Blast. Mr. Maurizio Iacono, thanks for coming on the podcast, Maurizio. Uh, first off, how are things going with you and the band in terms of the pandemic? I mean, knowing you guys, the, the pace that you guys work at, I'm sure you probably wrote a whole new record already yeah well i mean it's 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 been quite a an adventure to be honest with you i mean we didn't we didn't you know nobody saw this coming you know we, we this record was done in uh, was finished in uh, december last year and uh in january we we gave the record to um you know nuclear blast for production and we were shooting a video in um for the kill shot in um atlanta and while we we're out there you know we started looking on the tv screens everywhere and it's starting to say hey we're going to shut down the country because this virus is coming right through and ripping everything apart and we were like what the fuck's going on that's my first f-bomb and uh <laughs> and then i was i was just like um you know we, we we just got caught by surprise so what happened is uh they decided to uh push the record they wanted to push the record uh, a couple months then this they heard it and they were like it's a strong album we don't want to get hurt let's push it to 2021 and that's when i stepped in and i said you know what it's I, I i don't believe in doing that nobody knows what's going to happen in 21 and i said right now people need music you know and, I, and i'm like especially cataclysm which is a band that stands with its fans and I, I, we wanted to release music now and help you know it's like you don't do it when everything's great. Metal's here for when you're fucking down, you know. So, point, we, so, yeah. so, so we decided to uh, to move ahead with our album, and and even if it costs us some sales, we don't care. Awesome, man. Well, the new record, Unconquered, man. I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything, but it's it's phenomenal, man. Me and Chris were talking about it. Obviously, uh, it's my favorite one since Serenity and Fire. I think it's just it's it, it kind of goes back to that time period. It sounds like and. It does. Uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, I'm sure it's obviously it's got to be eating, you know, eating at you guys that you're, you know, unable to talk for it. But there's no doubt, man, the the fan base is gonna be real happy, that's for sure. But you know, as mentioned in the introduction, it's your 14th record. Uh, you're definitely in a a very exclusive club, and you know, for death metal, especially for bands that have released that much music, and also in a relatively short amount of time, if you think about it, 14 full lengths in 25 years is freaking unbelievable um you know so other other than you know the extreme passion you guys obviously have for playing the music what are some of the other factors that really contribute to your guy you know the longevity and consistency of the band that really allows you guys to have that you know continuity w without any like major disruptions or band member changes i mean you know what are just some of the ingredients of the formula you know of the band's success over 25 years now i, I think i think the band's always been structured well and we always thought about every move we make ahead of time and uh we plan ourselves uh, accordingly um i think one of the factors believe it or not is the band never really broke into like you know mainstream and never went super big and mm. once you get to that level that's when it gets hard to maintain and a lot of bands fell apart you know cataclysm's mm. always uh, navigated and navigated that middle ground, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a middle class type of, you know, uh, a band. And, and uh, we, I think we always put quality records out and we always toured. We always made our fans feel connected 
to the band. Um, we're very we're very proactive in in the way we you know structure our albums and everything. And and we just we never stopped, man. You know, we took a decision a long time ago. It's like this is a hobby or it's going to be a career and if it's a career we got to go all the way and we're going to work you know and that's pretty much what we did you know we're workaholics and you know jf is a great producer which is in-house which is great for us uh, a big great songwriter as well he's got the riffs you know so it's like we work hard pretty much that's the that's the key uh, element and just trying to not to make too many bad mistakes and when you make one you try not to repeat it right and, you know, one of the things that really stands out, Maurizio, as, as a fan, as somebody that's been following along, I think, pretty much since the beginning, the one consistent thing, or there's many consistencies, but the main consistent thing about Cataclysm has always been, you you, you guys have never, like, leveled off musically. You're, you know, this record is heavier than the last record, which was heavier than the last, you know, and you can point to anything earlier in the career and it's just not as heavy as where you are now. Right. What is it about, not necessarily you only, but you and everybody in the band that keeps you pushing that, that stylistic thing to go heavier and heavier every time? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because, we got 14 records. I mean, you know, you know, when you do 14 albums, it's hard to reinvent yourself and and still get people to talk about you. We get to the point where people get stagnated, and and your fans are there. The ones that are hardcore that understand the band have a connection. That's that they call them super fans, right? They they're with you. But then you have you have a lot of people that are kind of like in and out of the band's career, and those are the ones that you want to keep. And it's hard, you know, like to reinvent yourself. But we came out the gate on this record really aggressive me and jf took the horns on it we wrote the whole thing together in chicago and then in dallas because we both we I, I live in florida now but i was in chicago before and um we were we worked with the man the mindset of let's go let's revisit some of our older records and let's modernize the sound you know there's two key elements on this record we switch our guitars from six strings to seven strings which brought the sound way beefier right like a, steak okay. now you know it's like a big ribeye and you know, on the top <laughs> so we, did, we we went that route and then what we did is we used we were lucky because we took colin richardson out of retirement which is one of the biggest metal producers you I, know, there yeah you know he's done some of the most classic records the carcass records and all this stuff and then he's done slipknot 2 and machine head so he's like out there right so cataclysm has this direction where you can be super extreme the songs like defiant on this album that are super heavy heavier than what we've done all the way from serenity of fire and temple of knowledge and then we got stuff that's extremely melodic so you need a good producer for that and we were lucky this guy was available and wanted to do it he came out of retirement for this record which is we were like yeah you know so awesome. we're very those are the key elements i think that make the sound the way it is now compared to you know we're still kind of in the evolution process of the band you know after 25 years and 14 albums, you're still in the evolution process. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I started when I was 16. <laughs> nice. Well, um, Maurizio, um, going back one record, Meditations was you guys' best charting record of your career. Right. And, and you know, that's obviously surprising because I think most fans point to Serenity and Fire and say, well, that's the... Yeah. You know, it's the master of puppets moment for you guys, so right. so to speak. You know, were you guys surprised that Meditations did so well, and did it help you gain any new audience that you were aware of, or do you think it just kind of fit and the timing was right, and that's why it did as well as it did? 
I think it's it's the melodic aspect of it. Uh, it hit the Europeans maybe a little more, uh, and and it, it made it go to Germany. Like I think it was top twenty in Germany, and it, it's it's it had that type of um, uh, clean vibe to it. You know, the song, the album sounded really clean, and it was a different type of record for Cataclysm. It's more intricate, and I think it just opened up some doors. But what we're seeing with uh, this record, like, I mean, as far as interviews I'm doing right now and the first single, it's already shattered all the, the digital stuff we've ever done. So Kill Shot's already up there and it's having that Serenity and Fire type of uh, feedback. Like It's like when Serenity and Fire came on the market and went boom. Right. This is starting to have that type of effect, like as a secondary wave, you know, like the virus that we're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, it's like that. It's it's giving that. It's getting that type of feel. I feel it's getting that uh, fire in it, you know. So let's see what happens. But it's off to a good start. Sure. And Mauricio, uh, you were talking about Colin Richardson before, um, and I do notice, like you mentioned also earlier, you guys in-house produce your own records. Um, but over the last four or five records, you've had big name producers coming in and help with the albums and mix them, whether it was Andy Sneap, Zoom, mm-hmm. Stewie, Madsen, you had a whole bunch of them. Is that what your guys' plan is every album, to, to go pick a sort of a well-respected producer like that to come in and work with you guys on the album? Is that sort of your formula? We want to get we want to get somebody that's interested to work with the band, right? And mm-hmm. um, it, Andy Sneap was always somebody we wanted to work with. And when we got him on Ghosts and Gods, we were happy and we saw the production level go from here to here. You know, Sue Matson uh, did an incredible job on on uh, Indie Arms of Devastation, but the guy that mixed Serenity and Fire was our own guitar player, was JF. Mm-hmm. So we we got we got all these guys, you know, that are out there. We got in house, we got you know out there, and uh, but it's not meant to be like let's just pick you know these guys because they're cool or whatever. I think what's cool with Cataclysm is like we're we're still sounding the same as far as like you know it's the same band with an upgrade on sound here and there, but mm-hmm. using all these different producers. Most people use the same guy all through their yeah. career, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 it, it, JF has a lot to do with the sound of this band, you know, my guitar player. He's, yeah. he's The roots coming from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, what's also amazing, I think, about your guys' career, man, is not only have you been consistent with, you know, putting out 14 great records over 25 years, but it's also the fact that you guys have been on the same record label your whole career with Nuclear Blast. And you've... You, very, yeah. it's very rare to see an independent band put out that many records through one label just their entire career. It's very rare. So obviously, you guys got a great re- uh, working relationship with Nuclear Blast. Tell us a bit about how both the band and the label, you know, have been able to forge such a strong partnership over the last quarter century. You know, this band uh, is the oldest signed band on Nuclear Blast with Meshuggah. Uh, wow. You know, we both we both signed, I believe, in 1994. I believe Hypocrisy as well. So, like, mm-hmm. these are the three. But Cataclysm and Meshuga has been the constant workers. You know, like we've been releasing records nonstop for all this time. Mm-hmm. And um, our demo, you know, we sent. I remember when we back in 92, 91, we we produced 800 demos. We sent 600 out. And this one demo ended up on the on the desk of Marcus Steyer, which was the owner of Nuclear Blast, and mm. he was doing it out of his mom's basement. That's how wow. old, you know Ooh. this is. You know, it's been like yeah. Nuclear Blast was a, was getting ran out of a basement when we got signed. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it's it's that's the magic, and I think that we've become kind of this uh, important voice for the label that longevity can count for a band. And 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 we 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 have a great relationship with them, and even with all the switches. To be honest, I mean, in the U.S., 
I'm the only guy or the band that's seen all these different offices. Like we did, wow. there's been different, you know, from the sure. Florida office to the Philadelphia office to the New York office to the LA office. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've seen them all. You know? So, <laughs> so you know, we're the only ones that have seen uh, Nuclear Blast go through all their changes as well. So there's a there's a yeah. tight relationship between. And there's been a lot of labels have come to knocking on our door, but you know, in the end, I think there's no point, especially at this point in our career, to switch anything. You know, so we're we're happy where we are. Right on, man. Well, um, Maurizio, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little different here. I'm gonna actually share some texts between myself and Matt from when we first listened to the new record because we <laughs> zeroed in on one song, and I want you to talk about it. I, I I emailed him and I said, "Dude, this Cataclysm album is amazing." Underneath the scars, holy shit! And and he hits me back with, "Underneath the scars, you ain't shitting, fucking sick." Right. We we both jumped on that song immediately, man. That is right. best song of your entire career, and I know I've only heard it a few times now. But talk about that one because it that just seems like a whole nother level than per, not only this album but anything else that you've done. Right. Well, you just you just uh, you, you're gonna make me say it, but I'll say it because it's gonna it's a second it's the next single. So oh. that's oh wow. So, okay. So so that's the next one. Um, Overwhelmingly, when we got the record out uh, between Monty Connor, which is the guy that used to be a Roadrunner that works at Nuclear Blast, he's the guy that discovered Slipknot and all these big bands that you've ever heard of, you know, right. a Roadrunner, including, uh, you know, Deicide and everybody. And he was like, underneath the scars. And then Colin Richards was underneath the scars. And it's like, it's just the song, I think, on the record that's super strong. That's gonna come out and it's gonna make the big noise. Like we 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 got the attention with Kill Shot, but I think that's the song that's gonna come out and make a big impact for us. And we're hoping, you know, that that's the case. But there's something about it. Um, it's just JF came in one day and he said he wrote the thing in in a couple of hours, just because he was just so had he had the feeling for right for to writing. He just picked up his guitar and it came out. It's and sometimes. Those are the songs, you know, that make a band's career. Like for us, Shadows and Dust back in the day was a big song, and that, that was written in two hours. So it's just wow. sometimes there's a magic that happens in a moment, whether you're 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 writing a, a song for a month, you're not going to have the same magic. It depends. So mm-hmm. that song was specific. He came in with the music to my studio in Chicago. We came into the vocal booth. Boom. It just came out, you know, so it's it's I think it's a magical song and I think it's going to do some noise. Sure. Now, it's funny you you say that because we were just talking with the record label about it and they were like, that's got to be the single, you know, like (laughs) like they're going to want to put it out. So now that you've got approval of Aftershocks, I think it's all worked out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get the first bit on that. (laughs) Nobody knows yet. (laughs) I guess that will change soon. Exactly. Well, Maurizio, you know. A band like Cataclysm, you guys are the road dogs of all road dogs. You guys much are always on the road. This has to be killing you right now. Being off the road is how does a band like Cataclysm survive? I mean, do you do you worry that you know if this drags on for another year or so that it you know it it could really really hurt the band? You know what? It's it's um, it's this thing just threw a monkey wrench into everything. Going from even our personal lives to, the, to the, our careers. Like I, like I said, I was in Chicago. I sold my house, and after I sold my house in February, 
they shut down everything. I was in between housing. We didn't even know if real estate was going to work because I was coming down to Florida. It was craziness. I had to bring my family down here and it worked out in the end, right? But the idea is I see that as the same thing as going on with, with the bands, right? It's, it's going to be shocking for everybody in the beginning. Luckily, Cataclysm is very well structured. Uh, we, we, we are very uh, on hands on deck with things. <clears throat> Sorry. And we've been able to sustain a lot of it. Um, so I think for this year, we're fine. And then next year, we'll see what happens. But we're, we're very proactive in how we're, we're handling stuff. Right now, we're also working on uh, our other project called XDAO. We're working on a new album for that, which awesome. is kind of phenomenal. And, and then so that's keeping us busy during this time. And then meanwhile, we're promoting this new cataclysm. And, you know, look, we're road dogs. Yeah. And we do suffer from PTSD not going on the road because, you know, this is every band, you, you know, how many bands, you know, that are retiring are coming back. So it's like true. It, there's there's that attachment. And, and, and uh, especially, I, you know, my first tour, I was 19 years old with Deicide in Europe in 95 or, or 20. So I, it's, you know, I've been I've been touring. Right. Mm hmm. And that's on the Legion record for DSI. So I've been like out, you know, like for a long time. So um, I hope this comes to uh, a conclusion soon, whether it, they come up with a medication that, that can control it at least or a vaccine or something. There's a lot of skeptics, everything out there. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be the first guinea pig to get jump, jump on something like that right away. Mm -hmm. But um, we're, we're, we're taking our time with it. Okay, and and then we'll see. I'm not I'm not into this uh, a lot of this streaming stuff, concerts. I'm I, I, you know maybe I'm too old school. I just I fail to see the 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 cool thing about it. You know when you could just go on YouTube and just you know watch a concert. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. I, I have that's me. You know some people like it. That's cool. You know I, I have a, a management company in called Art Impact, and we work with a lot of bands like Flesh Got Apocalypse and just a bunch of bands, Septic Flesh and all these bands. And a lot of them want to do this stuff. And, you know, I'm cool with it. But for Cataclysm, we're very, you know, connected band with our fans. And it's like the mosh pits, you know, I don't know. You know, it's like we have that. And look, a song like Underneath the Scars with that first riff that comes in, you know, you know, the people are want to, you know, you know, bang each to yeah. each other and they can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, I think Lamb of God was saying, I don't see how Lamb of God can continue playing live with this situation you know it's like the fans how is that going to work so i think we need to be patient about it find ways to, to continue to make money and 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 for now like you know the bands the fans are supporting the band online a lot and there's this connection that's there with metal heads that nobody else has and uh we're fortunate to have that and we'll see where it goes you know for now we're hanging in there we have a festival actually in september in switzerland switzerland opened up okay. uh, that that they're still on. We're headlining that festival. It's an open air. And so far it's on, but who knows in two weeks what happens, you know? Yeah. I'm in Florida right now. It's chaos here. Like, right. Mm, yeah. Sure. Is, is, do you think that the, the long reputation of cataclysm is going to actually help you when things do open up? Cause you, I mean, you know, as well as I do, every single band that's ever put out a record is going to all be trying to play the same 500 clubs. You know, is is the fact that you guys do have such a reputation and, you know, a long reputation with the bands, is that going to help you maybe get a little bit of leverage into those clubs where other bands are going to struggle to find places to play? Well, th that's a very, very good question. And it's something that um, a lot of us are, are, are worried about because it's not only metal. You're, right. looking at, you're looking at the entire music industry. 
So okay. rap artists, country mm-hmm. singers, blues, jazz, whatever you're doing musically, everybody's coming back at the same time. So that means concerts every day. Can it sustain it? I don't think so. So I, uh, you know, and the cool thing, luckily, I also have an agency in Los Angeles that I've started with a, a good friend of mine a long time ago. And we have 50 some bands on the roster and we have first bids because we have the agency. So we're able to, to, to work with some of our artists and being able to put them in there first. Um, you know, obviously I'm waiting with Cataclysm because I want other bands also to have an opportunity. To be honest, what needs to happen is some of the big, big bands that have a lot of, you know, the millions in the bank, they need to, a little bit of space for some of the smaller bands to get out there and have a chance to survive because you know, they can wait two years. People are going to go see them anyways. But greediness, is, it's, it's, a, it's a fact, right? So a lot of these bands are taking all the space, you know. They're taking all the space and there's not going to be space for small bands. The cool thing is this. If they open gradually and you go in 500 cap rooms, 300 cap rooms, a lot of small bands will be able to tour. And that's going to happen before all the big bands. So hopefully it's gradual like that and we can get to get in slowly, you know. Um, you know, so we'll see, man. And nobody knows how it's going to go. I think Cataclysm has been around for a long time. That's going to definitely play a good part into Cataclysm, you know, survival and all this because, you know, we just have the credibility and the, and the time put in, you know. And, and I think that, you know, also festivals are going to want bands that have a reputation behind it to bring this back. Um, they're not going to take chances on bands that are unknown right away. You know, mm. it's up to us to bring those bands that are unknown with us and give them a chance when this comes up again, you know, so sure. let's see how it all plays out, man. But, uh, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. It's a very good question. Sure, yeah. And just real quick, last qu- question, Maurizio, uh, I read something on social media you put out about a solo record that you were kind of writing during the pandemic. Can you tell us a little more about that? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, it's in the beginning stages. Uh, you know, I write lyrics with Cataclysm that are open for interpretation, right? Everybody has their own story and they can take it and, they, and then you can adapt it to your own world, you know? And I think that's always been a key for Cataclysm. Um, but this record is going to be kind of an autobiography of, of my life from the start. You know, it's been very, very, very you know, big struggle, you know, and, and, and it's like, I'm going to do something that I wanted to do for a long time. It might be just a one-time thing. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing it now and I'm hoping to release it, uh, some, sometime next year. Uh, it's going to take some time because I'm in between X Deo and cataclysm as well. So this is, sure. this is something I wanted to do for a long time. And, uh, I'm working with a lot of different musicians on it too, as well. So awesome. it's going to be cool. I want to talk too much about it because sure, it's, yeah. it's in the, in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be cool. I think you guys will dig it. Awesome. Awesome. We can't wait to listen to it. And to our listeners, do yourself a favor, big favor, go check out Cataclysm's new release, Unconquered. It comes out September 24th on Nuclear Blast. And uh, in the meantime, you can also go ahead and check out the video for the first single, The Kill Shot. And Maurizio, uh, how about we just end the podcast here like we normally do uh, with a, a little blurb from the track. Uh, either you Go ahead and pick a track, the Kill Shot, or what do you think we should play for you? Uh, on the record, um, yeah. let's do Focus to Destroy You. Okay, Focus to Destroy You. Well, here it is. Focus to Destroy You. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks.
Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.